I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. This week, we've been recalling the start of the war in Iraq 10 years ago. President Obama was pretty low-key about it. He issued a statement yesterday, mainly paying tribute to those Americans who served in Iraq, as well as those who died there. White House spokesman Jay Carney echoed that theme when asked to assess the situation in Iraq now. Uh, the situation in Iraq continues to be a challenge, but there is a, an elected government. There is a growing economy, and uh, there is certainly the potential and prospect for Iraq to have a, a much better future than its past, and that is due to, in significant measure, the sacrifice and service of Americans. Brandon Friedman served in Iraq. He was an infantry officer with the Army's 101st Airborne Division when the war started in 2003. And after coming home, he wrote a combat memoir, The War I Always Wanted. On this anniversary, Friedman's memories of the invasion are still pretty clear. On this date, 10 years ago, we had moved up to the border and we were lined up with a number of convoys, the 101st Airborne Division, and we were preparing to invade. At that time, the Iraqi military started firing al-Samud missiles at us. We could hear them thud in the distance. We listened as the Tomahawk missiles flew over us the night that the shooting actually started. I crossed the border about 11 o'clock at night. My main job at the time was really just trying to stay on track and make sure I was going in the right direction. You know, I mean, we're out in the open desert, not a lot of landmarks. It's dark. I was very focused on getting us where we needed to go. How long were you deployed there? Um, I was there for a total of eight months. When you came home, uh, you wrote that you couldn't shut up. I mean, that you felt the need to tell your story again and again. All, all these things happen in combat, and it, it's sort of like you need a place to put them. And I didn't feel like I had a place to put them. And so uh, for me, it was all about telling the stories and, and relating what had happened so that people would understand, you know, what combat was like and what the Iraq experience was like. I had no intention of, of ever writing a book about it, but I talked to a, a mentor who had mentored me in writing when I was in college. He encouraged me to write a couple of war stories. So I took him up on the offer and I said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll write a few stories out. So I did, and it allows you to sort of order what happened in your mind as you put these stories down on paper. To an extent, it sort of lessens the intensity. Was there one story in particular that you found yourself kept telling again and again that kind of crystallized what the war meant to you? A lot of times people want to hear action stories because they have it in their mind what they think the war was, was like for the most part. And in those situations, I can tell the stories of what it was like shooting or what it was like having bombs fall right near you. Mm. And then other times I can relate what the boredom was like and how we went weeks on end without really anything happening. Your memoir, The War I Always Wanted, there, there's a passage early on uh, in the book uh, where you talk about fear. I'd like you to read that if you could. Sure. So before the war, I'd always been afraid of things like failing a test in school or that it'd be late. I was afraid that people at a party would think that I looked stupid or, or that I'd say something stupid. I was afraid that when I left the bar, I'd find my car window broken and all my CDs gone. But fear in war isn't like that. This is the type of fear that only comes when you know your life could end at any moment and you'd never see it coming. This is fear in its purest form, and it ends up staying with you too. Because even when the war is over for you, and you're back at home with your family and you no longer fall asleep to the sound of cascading gunfire, that's when you'll notice just how uncomfortable you are when there's seemingly nothing out there in the darkness of which to be afraid. But in the beginning, before all this happened, I didn't know any of this. 
Yeah, a very powerful statement about how that fear stays with you. And I bet that a lot of vets can relate to that. How has that fear permeated you to this day? Well, you know, when you get back, you've been in a very intense experience. You sort of have to recalibrate your brain and your reactions uh, when you get home. For me, it took years to reach that point. Every step of the way for me allowed me to progress a little more, whether it was going back to school, getting my first civilian job after the military, getting involved in advocacy for veterans, you know, and and also getting married and having a kid. All those things, I, I think, sort of allowed me to move on from the experience and look back on it as instead of the thing that happened, look mm. at it more as a thing that happened. I mean, with that distance, and as you say, you were single then, uh, now you're married uh, with a son. How do you feel today about this war and, and the role it played in your life? I think it's unfortunate that the Iraq War happened. You know, there were some pretty perfect things that, that took place over the course of a decade there. But I'll never forget the guys I serve with. A lot of people can't um, wrap their minds around that idea that that I can look back on it as, as some of the best experiences I had and some of the worst at the same time. It really shaped who I am to this day. What, what will you do to commemorate today? Will you try and stay off the idea that it's a commemoration? For the longest time, um, you know, the names and the dates, these are things that I swore to myself I would never forget when I tried to think about it recently. The, the names and the dates often don't come to me as easily as they used to. You know, I have to think about it or, or go look it up when something happened. When that first happens, it's sort of jarring to me that, you know, I feel guilty. Oh, my God, how could I have forgotten something that's so important? But at the same time, I it's not necessarily a bad thing that those events are not taking up so much space in my mental hard drive. They're not, I'm not always conscious of them anymore. For me, I think it's a sign that I've moved on, and I think probably a lot of veterans would feel the same way. You mentioned that you've been working with other vets. Are you working with them on writing as a way to work through, you know, their own kind of dark memories of, of that period. Yeah, yeah, I, I have, actually. You know, I, I really, I wish more veterans would write. I think, um, you know, the thing is, you don't have to be a great writer. It's beneficial one either way. It allows you to sort of take a step back and, and some somehow see the war in a different light than maybe you had seen it before you wrote. Army veteran Brandon Friedman is the author of The War I Always Wanted. Thanks very much for speaking with us, Brandon. Thanks for having me on, Marco.